everybody, welcome back to the High Rhythm and Other Words podcast. I am your host, Timothy Mangle. And this week, we are wrapping up our series, The Image We Bear. And to wrap it up, we are going to be talking about the spirit, or what spirits are, what the Holy Spirit is, kind of kind of a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, so before we get into all that, I just want to say thank you for coming along with me um, through all this. I've been looking forward to doing this series for some months now. Um, a big thing was mostly just to kind of get it out and to verbally process a lot of this stuff. And uh, yeah, I just want to say that I appreciate you for listening, for coming along. If this is the first episode you're watching, I just ask that, well, I just want to say thank you for being here and say, you know, go and check out the other ones if you enjoy this one. Um, yeah. So, like I said, we are going to be talking about the spirit. Um, before we do that, I feel like it's appropriate that we do a little bit of a recap to kind of just, yeah, touch base and, yeah, just kind of do what a recap is about, right? Kind of reviewing where, where we just were. Oh, man. So, I... Yeah, to go really far back, uh, the whole reason that I, I started doing this episode was, or these series rather, came from just some time of contemplation I had where I was, you know, you know, asking myself, what is the difference between the spirit and a soul? Or is there any difference um, in a lot of that? And really, it kind of brought me back to this idea of, you know, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, it, this has kind of been the key verse for this entire series, uh, God says, and it's, I mean, it's the verse where I get the name for the series from, uh, God says, let us make in our image mankind. Um, and again, so that's the image we bear. And um, I'm really approaching this from the Christian idea of the Trinity. So, because in that verse, you see God say our image, um, our, you know, you know, our likeness. And there's a lot of plurals there being used. Um, and the Christian idea and the Christian interpretation of that is the idea of the Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I always want to say the Holy Ghost, but we'll say the Holy Spirit because we're talking about spirits. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, and so in the first episode, I talked about the soul and how we have a soul. And in the image that we bear in the relationship back to God, it's the soul is really the part of the individual that is infinite, as God is infinite. And in the Trinity notion, that is the father figure. And it's it's representative as the father because it seems, you know, if we're, if we're coming from the, the perspective of the person telling the story, the father seems like it's, you know, the father is always bigger and it's more transcendent because the father was here first. The father is the thing that gave you life. The father is, is potential. And that's what I talked about in that episode, that God as the, you know, the God is, you know, the almighty. God is the the infinite aspect of, of reality. And then from there, we 
talked about the idea of limitation, which is the body or the sun. It's the idea of the, the smaller aspect that is driven out of the bigger aspect, um, and that is the body. And I talked a little bit in that episode about the idea of, it's a Celtic idea of that the body is something that grows up out of the soul. And a while back, I did this episode called The Field in Which All Things Grow. In that episode, I talk about this idea of, you know, God in that infiniteness that I mentioned earlier, the Father aspect, you know, this this almighty aspect, that is, you know, it's the ground of being, and out of that grows creation. Now, again, the image we bear, going back to us, we talk about the soul, and the soul is the thing that the body grows out of. Now, uh, that kind of leads us to the spirit, and that's what we're here to talk about uh, this week. And it's interesting that, you know, the spirit aspect is something that is relatable both to God and to to the mankind, uh, to the individual, to the human being, to every man and woman and child. <laughs> um, yeah, because we all have a spirit and God also has a spirit. And so there's that, that overlap and the spirit is the, is the connecting drawbridge. And, and we'll kind of, we'll touch on that later. <sighs> but the, I think what's important first is that we kind of talk about what is a spirit. Um, and again, this is kind of the thing that, that brought about this whole um, podcast series was I had this time of pontificating of what is the difference between a soul and a spirit and really what I got to is a soul is really the depth of a person that is beyond personality and it's beyond really any definable trait or characteristic it's again because it's representative of the infinite aspect of God and the infinite aspect of God again by its you know by its very being is beyond definition it's beyond uh, the ability to articulate it in a way that um it's just metaphor and there is i mean there are obvious statements where you can say god is such and such a way but those are hard to come by and it takes a lot of years and a lot of revelations and a lot of embodied wisdom and again that's something i talked about in the body aspect is this important you know god needs bodies in order for things to to kind of play out so uh, yeah so let's talk about what is a spirit <laughs> um and a soul being the depth of a person and uh, a spirit then kind of being the i don't want to say the opposite of that but it's kind of the height of the person it's kind of the it's the summation of a person is a person's spirit. Um, one of the greatest definitions of, of what a spirit is I've, that I've ever heard uh, is by Dr. Jordan Peterson. Um, he, I've, yeah. He presented the spirit in a way, um, yeah, that I just, I've never been able to beat this metaphor. Um, I, you know, I see it and I understand. I've tried to put it in my own language, but I really appreciate what he did there. And it's yeah, partly because I'm a musician and it's about music. But the way that he interprets spirits or the way that he understands them is it's like a record player. So you have a record and then you have a needle and it's the coming together of those two things that causes music. And 
you know, that is essentially what a spirit is. And think about it in this context, okay? So when somebody dies, we say, you know, I can, their spirit remains with me, right? You know, I can, they, you know, their, their spirit remains, I can, I miss their spirit, those kind of things. Well, what does that mean? And it's the, it's the complete coming together of a person between the body and the soul. And the soul, again, is, as I talked about, is kind of the, it's the, it's the limitless potential observer that is, you know, the ground in which the body grows out of. So the body is this thing, and I, I talked about in the in the first episode of the series about how the Bible says that the eyes are the window of the soul. So the soul exists and sees through the body. It sees through its everything that the soul experiences is only experienced because the body is first there. Now, you also have reality there. So as all of those things are coming together and the observer is watching all of those things, the, the coming together of the body and, and reality, you get the spirit because the body is, it's, this is so hard to articulate, it's, the body is, is holds all of your, your goodness and your badness, all your trauma and all of your whatever and, and you know, all your, your goodness and your darkness, it's all d- dwelt within this thing. And as you try to articulate and, and ex, you know, put the energy out of your body into having a personality, it's, it's the coming together of the observer trying to push out the best and the body being... It, think about it this way, okay? So you have clay. Think about clay is kind of representative as the soul. And then you push sort of a mold on top of it. And the mold is the body. And then the thing that comes out of it is, you know, that's a personality or spirit or, or a, it's something like that. And again, your personality is a spirit. Your ego is a spirit. Your emotions, these are spirits because they're the coming together of two things. And again, music can't only, can't, can't be held or it's you know it's it's ethereal it's vapor it's it's a gas it's kind of you know it's you you can't hold these things and you know a spirit is that thing as well and you know you can hold a body but you can't hold the consciousness or the soul kind of emerging through it which is ultimately a spirit so that's when when people die and we're left with kind of just what what's left of the soul coming through that body the two mushing together, and then you have the spirit of an individual, um, and that's what we're kind of left with. Now, so if we, we kind of take that idea and and move forward, I really kind of want to talk into the uh, biblical history of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I'm what I'm trying to do with this series is show the correlation between how God is and how we are. Um, and for some reason throughout this whole series, I've been going back a lot to Genesis chapter 1. And the reason that I've been doing about it, and I, and I was thinking about this, is because that's really where, where God starts to exist as Trinity. Because again, before that, God is just existing as this, If you know, I've talked about this in, in the past episodes, but God pre creation just was kind of existing as you know is this infiniteness and this allness which god still exists as but then you have creation kind of being the overflower pouring out of you know all of that 
and then becoming matter and becoming, um, you know, elements and all of these things that eventually become the human being, which, you know, fills up this whole thing. So when, when I'm going back to Genesis, I'm seeing really this birth of the Trinity or the birth of, of God really starting to expand itself. And for me, that's always such a fascinating phenomenon because it's that experience that leads us to where we are now. Um, it leads us to the, the, you know, this time of, you know, apparent separation or feeling, you know, disconnected from whatever that is and that we're on this path. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. Hyrith is being homesick for a place you've never been before. Even though you're already connected, we've had this experience of such vast separation that the apparent, you know, it's it's been such a far separation that even though we're connected, the separation is so far that it appears that we're not. It's a, it's a paradox, but also it's, I don't know, it's this beautiful story that we're living out. And, you know, again, it's we can't have that without creation, without this coming forth. And also, in the... Um, when I was thinking back over this episode, I was thinking about my favorite verse about the Holy Spirit. And I actually looked it up, and it's the second verse in the Bible. And I I thought it was later in Genesis. But, uh, yeah, you know, so the, the Bible opens with God um, beginning to create. Because, again, before that moment, God just, uh, you don't, you can't say that God didn't exist or whatever, but it's a non-starter because there is no anything else to observe that thing. So, you know, it's the idea of does a tree fall in the woods? If a tree falls in the woods and it's there's no one around to hear it, doesn't make a sound. So it's it's an idea. It's like if God exists and God is just all infiniteness and there's nothing there to observe it, then does God even really exist? So that's, again, it's the point of the body. It's the point of the limitation to, to go forward. So... I, oh God, I can't remember why I started going on that rant, but I wanted to read from Genesis chapter one. It's, um, oh, okay, so I remember now. So, okay, so you've God in its infiniteness, you know, existing kind of as allness, and it needs to be, it needs to pour itself out. And it's, that's where the Bible begins, is that act. There's not really much talking about God prior to that moment, obviously, because we don't really have anything of, you know, what was God doing prior to the, the Big Bang or the beginning of creation. But we see what happens instantly upon that. Um, so I'm just going to read Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It's These are the first two chapters of the Bible, if you've... Uh, if you've never read the Bible, um, I'm happy yeah, that I get to read these, these two verses to you. So here they go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the depth. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, You know, every time I go back to these verses in Genesis, I talk about just how, how crazy deep they are and how just there's, I could spend forever talking about them. And apparently I think I will. Um, but you see there, so again, if this is, if, if where the story of the Bible picks up is at the, at the, at, at the point of the Big Bang, at the point of creation starting, then 
right upon doing that, you see the Spirit of God and you see what is kind of referred to as the waters or the depths or, or whatever. And really that is the the vessel that God is pouring itself into. That is the depth of you know what will eventually become human beings and what we would call consciousness and and all of those things. And you see also there is the spirit. So this is actually a crazy thing if you think about it, because in the second, in the you know, by the second verse of the Bible, you see a really true understanding of the Trinity of God. Again, if we're talking about the image that we bear, which is this again going through this Christian idea of the Trinity, it's incredible that you see right there, you know, God existing as its as its infiniteness. You have the waters and the depths that kind of represent the future potential of matter and of, you know, the heavens and the earth, um, which, you know, those are things that are made for the, that, that it says later in the Bible that, you know, that these things are not just, that man isn't made for these things, but that these things are made for man. So heaven, earth, the waters, these are all things that are preparation for the body, these, this thing that will come later. Um, and the spirit is there, and it's kind of the getting ready. The, the picture that that verse paints is kind of one of the spirit. I mean, it's literally what it says. It hovers over the water. So it's this idea of it's getting ready to do whatever it is that the next thing that it needs to do. And this is essentially what, you know, evolution is in, in, in kind of essence of like, here's life and evolution is running concurrently with it because it's trying to direct it on the path of, you know, of, of least resistance, of survival, of, of getting to the next thing. And I really think that the Holy Spirit is kind of the purest and the greatest form of evolution. Because what we see through the Bible is that the Holy Spirit pops in in times when mankind most is wandering farthest off that track now again i think the holy what you see later in the new testament is this idea of a certain mode of being embodies the spirit so in uh, i kind of jumped ahead there but throughout the old testament the spirit like i said it just kind of pops in and you know, kind of course corrects, it comes in, it, it delivers prophecies, or it, you know, it kills bad guys, or good guys, or, or whatever, and it, it's, it's a course corrector, but it, it always leaves, that's, that's the, in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, it, it always departs, it always goes back, but in the New Testament, Jesus comes along, and again, he's, he's representing the second member of the Trinity, the third isn't really kind of predominant until, till later, and Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit and he says, you know, he says this, he says, people that believe in me will be filled with the Holy Spirit, something akin to that. But what that means is people who, because belief isn't just this art, you know, this thing, this narrative that runs through your head that says, you know, I affirm this, you know, I believe that Gears Ice Tea is better than, um, what I mean, some of you might not even know what Gears Ice Tea is. I, I think... I don't know, chips are better than cookies. So that's, I can't even remember uh, why I've brought that up now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, wow, I can't. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I have no idea why I brought that up. Um, 
what was I even talking about? Um, oh man, I just threw myself off trying to like do whatever that is. I apologize. I'm going back to, uh, oh, I can't, I can't. Oh, okay. So belief. Wow. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so belief again. So I have a belief that chips are better than cookies, but you know, that's just, that's, that's not what true biblical belief is. What true biblical belief is, is a mode of being. So when Jesus says, you know, if you believe in me, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. What he's saying there is if you embody a certain mode of being, which is love and telling the truth and embodying mercy and justice, then you allow this space of the Holy Spirit to exist. And again, I think I think there's something to be said about the fact that in the Old Testament, for some reason, they just couldn't maintain the Holy Spirit. The, the body just wasn't ready. And again, if we're talking about the image we bear, for some reason, the Spirit was only coming in to kind of, again, like I said, course correct, to kind of put it back onto kind of where it should be. But it would always depart because I, I literally think that the human body just wasn't ready for whatever whatever the holy spirit is or was and that's why i believe in the christian message there's such a strong idea with this overlap of if you're born again if you if you receive this new body this is you know it's all in the bible this is all things that christians talk about and then you receive the holy spirit so there seems to be some sort of spiritual evolution which i mean if if you know how to read the bible then that's clearly the story of the bible um, what you see, and I kind of just want to dive into a little bit because I, I love this idea, but what you see with, you know, the story of the Bible is you see these, this, you kind of see the form of early society and with that you see the form, beginning of early religions. Now what we know from history is a, the, every early religion was polytheistic. It wasn't until later with Judaism that we really see monotheism. Um, every religion prior to that was polytheistic. And the reason that I bring this up is because it relays back to the idea of spirits and what we were talking about earlier. Now, again, what is a spirit? A spirit is something, it's the coming together of two things to make a third that is, it can't be held and it can't be contained and it can't be, I don't know, it's it's ethereal, It's it's a vapor. And... These, these old people, whether these ancient people, as they're trying to understand how reality is, they can see that, you know, certain things have spirits and that spirits affect them. And, you know, this is why, you know, all of up until modern times, people would say that they were possessed by a spirit of anger or lust or jealousy. Or, you know, even people can say they'll, that people who are, you know, very manic and happy and, and dancing, that they too are possessed by spirits. Because, again, it's the coming together of two things to create a third thing. And that third thing, you know, something like happiness or anger or whatever, a lot of those things seem transcendent and like they last because we're so much at the whim and the mercy of those things. And I, I really think that that's beginning to be the shift that, that the Bible is talking about. So you look at the Old Testament, and there's even verses that hint at this idea that the people of the the old testament just weren't able to overcome the 
responses of the body to the reality that they were feeling, you know, anger or hunger or whatever, there's, there seems to be this struggle against those things. Um, and, 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 and a loss of those things that they always lose, you know, they lose to anger or they lose to jealousy. You know, there's so many times of, of seeing biblical heroes in the Old Testament continue to fail in the midst of, you know, great success. Um, and again, I, I don't think it's about being perfect, but there's this idea of, I don't know, I don't know, how do you say it? You see Jesus come along later, and he's a hero, but he's a flawed hero, and he's a hero that is ultimately defeated by the world, but still rises up. And somehow in doing that, he builds an, a new body for himself that is able to hold the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Of you know, And again, the Holy Spirit is, is where human beings kind of connect again. Because I do believe that the soul is ultimately a fragment of the infiniteness of God. The body is is all about its limitations. And that's what I was trying to point out in that episode is that it's it's about, yeah, just you being limited and weak and that being the glory of it all. Um, because it fills in the allness of God because God can't be all things unless it's also weak and individual. And then the spirit is really the coming together of those two things. And here's another way to look at it. So when people look at a yin and a yang, they see, you know, one side's black with a little bit of white in it and one side's white and uh, with a little bit of black in it. I think I just said the same thing. You know what a yin-yang symbol looks at. And they look at it and they see it as two separate sides of the thing. But the reality is, is that it's, it's one thing. And it's just, you know, if you've ever seen a yin-yang single symbol in motion as it spins, it, it looks just like one thing. Um, and again, that's why the Christians say that God is a circle dance. I talked about that in one of the earlier episodes of the perichoresis is the word for the Holy Trinity. Because as the Father, the infiniteness of God interacts with the limitedness of God, the you know, you have the you know, the record and the needle coming together. That's why in, you know, the picture of God and man that their fingers are reaching for each other. It's because there is a coming together and it's the coming together of those things that, that creates the Holy Spirit. And again, that's where we connect. If, you know, you have the soul being the infiniteness, the body, the limited separateness, and then the spirit being the thing that integrates both the soul, the body, and just all of that together to build this bridge of, you know, free will, of consent to God in love, God ultimately being this thing of love and it giving back to you. And there goes this dance, this perichoresis. That's what the image we bear is. And so, you know, we are left with this challenge of how do we connect back to that infiniteness of God is that aspect and, and ourself is that aspect. And man, it, and when it, when it comes to the spirit, like I said earlier, it's about your emotions and how you, you respond to the world around you. And it's about, that's about being aware. And, I, and again, I think that's why Jesus was the thing that came in and shifted that narrative in the biblical story. Because you have so many people in the biblical tales being at the whim of their emotions and not being able to overcome them. And you see Jesus 
I mean, one of the first things that Jesus happens to Jesus is the temptation of Satan, and he's able to overcome all of those things by being aware of his situations and not giving in to his emotions or in all of those things. Now, yes, emotional emotions are, are beautiful things, but they can be they can trap you. They can overtake your life. And again, that's why people thought that they were spirits and that they were gods because they could consume you and they could possess you. But I think that the Christian revelation is in that whatever the the era of the Christ, the the time period of the Christian is, it's this time of hopefully awakening to the reality around you and being aware of your senses and being able to shift them ultimately back into the deep, deep, good that is your soul that dwells within you and in doing so man i i couldn't imagine what every what reality would look like if everyone just focused on making sure that they were in touch with their soul that they were in touch with their body and in touch with their spirit and i've said this before but i feel the need to recap to get in touch with your your soul is to really find things that have deep meaning for you to find things that are you know your purpose you know what are you here to do and to get in to to get in touch with your body you need to learn to sit with both the pleasures and the pains of the body and accept them both as one thing um you know that you're gonna have pleasure you're gonna have great times and and you know those are the times that it's it's easy to forget about the body and just kind of, you know, ex, you know, be happy and, and blissfully unaware of the body. But then when the body's in pain and suffering, it's it's easy to be mad at the body and, and mad at God. But I think it's appropriate to learn to sit with both of those emotions and, and to see them both of a, as a gift. And to see them both as something that you're just going to have to learn to live with. Um, both the pleasure and the pain. And the spirit, again, is this... is is about emotions it's about personality and it's about you know like i said earlier you really see the spirit coming in in the old testament to to course correct to point in the right way and in the new testament that spirit continues on but because of the embodiment that we are trying to embody which again i talked about in the body episode that you know the body is really for the the wisdom of god to be able to be played out in doing so, you know, your personality, your spirit, that thing that people are left with is one of light and is one of happiness and is one of joy and one of inclusion. And again, it's it's crazy because it goes back to this Trinitarian notion of God that it's not just this one individual, but that it's a communal thing, that it goes back to, you know, if my spirit is pure and if my spirit is aligned properly through having, you know, not not projecting the problems and the the anger of and the hurt of the body out into society but it's going you know deep and past that into the soul and allowing the soul to shine through in all of its beauty and again you see that connection there of the depth of god and the height of god and that separation in the middle and you know god it's it's just I think that coming to into terms with your spirit or to being connected with your spirit is being the most honest and truest version of yourself. Because even, you know, articulated truth or, or spoken truth, that is a spirit. It's it's something that is is spoken out and you can't really contain truth. You can embody truth, but you can't contain it. 
Um, yeah, and it, so that's a spirit. So, you know, sp speak the truth. You know, have a, an honest, genuine personality. And, and I don't want you to think at all that I'm saying be perfect. Because that's just the last thing that I'm trying to say. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is connect with the deep goodness of your soul. And I believe that doing with that, you're going to be forced to go into your body and you're going to have to deal with the, the, the minutiae of the body. And hopefully coming out of that, your spirit will shine like the dawn. Yeah, friends, you know, it's, it's been so great to talk about all this stuff. It's been a real honor to to be able to speak about this, you know, and and um, you know, kind of as as God existed as this, you know, this as this thing that needed the others, that needed the limitedness. I needed you. I need my listeners because without this, I'm just some crazy guy babbling into uh, an empty room. <laughs> but uh, getting to share this with you, getting to talk about these things that I've thought about for so long, um, it just really means a lot. So yeah, if you have any questions or anything like that, if I wasn't clear about anything, I'm sure I wasn't, <laughs> make sure that you reach out and uh, let me know. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode, we have a Patreon account. Um, if you want to sign up for that, there's bonus episodes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't. I do kind of have an idea of what we'll be going about next, but uh, yeah, I really hope that you've been enjoying this series. Uh, I have been. You know, I could go farther and farther into each one of these things, but what I really, you know, if I could sum it all up, <laughs> I hope you understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And for a long time, I don't know what that means. But there's great intention behind you. There's great purpose behind you. Your flaws, this this body that you associate so much with who you are, it's, and, and understandably so, it's, it's, it's just as important as everything else. You're just as important as anyone else, as anything else, as there's... You know, it's everything was made for everything. You were made for me, and I was made for you, and that tree was made for, for me, and me for that tree, and my body for my spirit, and my spirit for my soul, and my soul for my body, and got me for God, and God for me. And there's no, there's no winners in this. You know, there's, we're all, it's all one. We're all participating in this together. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy this life explore the depth of who you are and yeah you've been given such a great gift to to be who you are and i hope that you appreciate that and i hope that i can appreciate that yeah keep being wonderful friends i love you so much you're you're so you're so so valued so yeah so wonderful okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get going. This was a short one. It feels like it went for forever. I hope I was clear. But uh yeah. You guys can get out of class early. <laughs> All right, friends. I uh, I ask that you would love your neighbor as yourself and that you would love yourself. Thank you so much for coming along and uh we'll see you next time.